Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. So welcome to our catechism class. Today we're talking about greed and injustice. And we're looking at the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 42. And in question 110, the catechist asks this question, What does God forbid in the Eighth Commandment? And the answer is that God forbids not only outright theft and robbery, but also such wicked schemes and devices as false weights and measures, deceptive merchandising, counterfeit money and usury. We must not defraud our neighbour in any way, whether by force or by show of right. In addition, God forbids all greed and all abuse or squandering of his gifts. In order to prepare for this lesson, just simply read over the Ten Commandments again in Exodus chapter 20 and pay particular attention to the Eighth Commandment, which simply states, Thou shalt not steal. And so we'd be asking today, what do we mean by stealing? You're listening to the Semper Reformata podcast with Bob McAvoy. So thou shalt not steal. And specifically, uh, what is forbidden by God here? What do we mean by stealing? Well, there's the obvious answer, of course, isn't there? Um, Robbing a house. Shoplifting, that's stealing. Mugging, armed robbery, all of those things are easily identified as being theft or robbery. The Catechist talks about these as being outright theft. So anyone with just an ounce of common decency would know that to do all of those things brings us under condemnation of the law. And not just the law of God, but the law of the land as well. The law of God takes theft very seriously. Exodus chapter 22 and verse 1 says, If a man steals an ox or a sheep and kills it or sells it, he shall repay five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. He has to be fined. So I suppose I would be saying to myself, well, I won't really be any bother there. Um, I haven't mugged anybody for ages. And I, I seriously can't remember the last time I rob, robbed a shop or, or held up a bank. Um, but the problem is that the catechist just doesn't stop with armed robbery. He talks about other wicked schemes and devices, which would also be covered by the commandment that says thou shalt not steal. We might call these things injustices. He gives some examples. For example, he talks about using false weights and measures. Now, the Bible is very serious about cheating your neighbour in this way. In Deuteronomy chapter 25, in verse 13 to verse 16, we read these words, that you shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and small, 
You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. A full and fair weight you shall have, a full and fair measure you shall have, uh, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly, are an abomination to the Lord your God. So when Moses was giving the law, a tradesman or a merchant would have carried a bag, and in that bag would have been his weights and measures. And so as he sold out his goods, he would have measured them or or weighed them. Now we're just to have one set of weights for everyone, not one set for the people we like and another set for the people we don't like. A weight for one is a weight for all. So Proverbs 11 and verse 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. The Catechist talks about deceptive merchandising. Proverbs 12 and verse 22, saying lying lips are an abomination for the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. That could include telling lies about the product you're selling, false advertising, selling something and saying it's better than what it really is or cheaper than it's going to turn out to be. And that's so easy these days with the availability of online selling, sites like eBay and Gumtree, where you buy stuff over the, over the internet and you don't actually see it until it arrives in your home. You realise maybe it's not exactly what it should be. Of course, some of these sites have ways of remedying that, but they can be very difficult, especially when the person you've bought it from is overseas. False weights and measures, stealing. Deceptive merchandising, false advertising, stealing. Counterfeit money. Well, to go into a shop and... To pass off counterfeit money as being real and obtain goods that we have not paid for, therefore, is certainly theft. What about Ponzi schemes? That's a scheme where a form of fraud that lures investors and pays profits to earlier investors with funds taken from more recent investors. And eventually, of course, that comes to a head and there's no money left. It's all based on fraud. The Catechist also talks about usury. Psalm 115 and verse 5 talks about the man who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. And Luke chapter 6 and verse 35 says, But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Those are the words of Jesus. So can a Christian work in a bank where he's lending out money at an interest rate? Should the bank be lending out money for nothing? Banks charge interest on loan. That's how they make profits. Is there such a thing as ethical lending? After all, if banks and building societies didn't offer loans, how would we buy houses or how would we buy cars? But then there, on the other hand, there are other companies that have been lending money at extortionately high interest rates. What about payday loan companies? Someone once called them legalised loan sharks. 
These are the people who give short-term loans at high interest rates without checking on a client's ability to repay them. One such company went bankrupt, a company called Wonga. And apparently, according to the internet, at one point they were charging borrowers' interest rates as high as 5,853% per annum. So the government um, kept that in 2015 and afterwards they were charging at 1,500% per annum. And believe it or not, one of their shareholders was the Church of England. Now, could a Christian or a church have any part in charging people 1,500% per annum? How could they? That's usury. Usury of the highest order. Uh, For individuals like you and me, my understanding is that if I want to loan someone some money, I'm to do so willingly, uh, to help them, to help them out of a tight corner, not in order to profit, and not with interest accruing. After all, the Lord has been good to us. Why would we not be good to others? So all of those wicked activities um, are frequently engaged in without any conscience whatsoever by many people, including people who profess to be Christians. And those all stem from one source, and that's from greed. Stealing comes from greed, which begins in the heart with sin. Wanting something for me. Wanting something that's not mine. Something that I don't own. and Wanting it without any right to have it without earning it. So Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 and 10 and he said, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. There's one more thing that is forbidden by God, which the Catechist points out for us, and that is wasting the good gifts that he has given to us. Remember when God created this earth, he put Adam and Eve in a garden, and they had enough food and shelter and fulfilment for them to live peaceful, faithful, God-honoring lives, to be in fellowship with their Creator. But sin entered into the world, and everything was ruined. God's goodness has been squandered and wasted. Precious resources are wasted every day. Today our prayer is that we will just have enough to feed us and clothe us, and be content with what the Lord has given us. When we say the Lord's Prayer, we say, Give us this day our daily bread. We're not asking for enough for tomorrow or for to store up so that it goes stale and gets thrown in the bin. We're simply asking for what we need for today, enough to live. So Proverbs 30 and verse 8 to 9 says, Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. So injustice, like false weights and measures and deceptive merchandising, counterfeit money, access, interest rates, all of those things 
come from simple greed. It begins in the human heart. It's sin. We're not allowed to do it. Thou shalt not steal. We're not to defraud our neighbour. We're not to steal from them or deprive them of anything that is theirs. We're not to seek for money or income that we have not earned. Greed and avarice must never be the motivation for our ethical behaviour towards others. We must not be unjust. That's what's forbidden in the Eighth Commandment. But then what should be our attitude to others? If we're not to be greedy and take things that doesn't belong to us, if we're not to steal from our neighbours, what way should we treat our neighbours? In question 111, the catechist asks, what does God require of you? God certainly does require something from us. And the answer is that I must promote my neighbour's good whenever I can and may. Deal with him as I would like others to deal with me. Work faithfully so that I may be able to give to those in need. So you can see from that answer that the Christian life is the direct opposite of worldly ambition and self-promotion. Instead of wanting something for me all the time, wanting to build my own empire, no matter what that costs other people, I must devote my life as a Christian to helping others, whatever the cost to myself that might be. And that's following the principles given by Jesus himself. The golden rule of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12 says, No matter what you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law of the prophets. In Acts chapter 20, Paul is demonstrating that Christians must give of their own substance to help and to bless others in need, to give charitably. And he quotes words of Jesus. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, I have shown you in every way by labouring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So what do you think? The Eighth Commandment, Thy shalt not steal. It means more than just simply, Thy shalt not rob the bank. There's a whole lot of implications built into it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.